Welcome to the Bougie Black Brother Network. I am here. Oh my. Good afternoon and welcome to Repo Rethink Politics, where the team oh gets together to talk about current events and things outside the mainstream while delving into the topics yeah. that goes along every day. And since it's our fourth season, we're going through a big observation of a lot of things that we've talked about in the past and now coming to fruition or actually is coming right back together again. And I'm here with my co-hosts, our, our two team members. Uh, Chaz, what's going on, yo? What's up, y'all? Actually, I have a pretty big announcement political-wise. Um, I'm going to make a, uh, I'm going to start a new political party. I mentioned that in the podcast. Uh, it was something I've been talking about, so I can't wait to tell y'all. <laughs> <It hurt>. Yeah, <laughs> baited breath. And our other co-host, E, what's going on, bro? Yeah, I'm interested in what that announcement is. It 2024? Is that what we're doing? Or 2022? No, no, no. I didn't say I'm running. <laughs> I'm starting a new a new party. I got oh, you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Nah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, you know? another level yeah. shit, right? <laughs> Mike, so. by the way, I didn't. It's been four years. Four years. Wow. Four years. Twenty seventeen is when we started. Twenty seventeen. Wow. So can you imagine that? Uh oh, time flies. Yeah, we've yeah. been doing it. And you know what made it interesting? I started actually looking back on a couple of them and listening, and things went full circle. And some things that we said, oh man, it looks like it's going this route. And two and three years went by, and here it is again, um, which is like really, really crazy. So. Um, we foretelling things, so that's what was going on. Yeah. But speaking of that, um, I want to talk about the Georgia thing first because this is just a template for all other Republican uh, states that's actually going to start looking to say the only way we can gain back power, not political power, just actual power, is to restrict people from actually having the right to choose who they want. We need to put in laws and laws, not just anything else, laws to restrict people to actually vote like people of color and women and so on and so forth. So um, that's a Georgia thing. So as an outsider, E, what's your thought on that? yo? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the Republican Party is like freaking out and, you know, in the state, you know, so they got to do what they can to to limit the vote to. You know that. So from the outside, it just seems like it seems like we're winning. You know, I know we literally did win the you know the whole voting deal. But I, I, I probably my problem is I don't know what exactly is in the details of the laws, other than they're restricting uh, ways that you can vote, um, like not being able to uh, give out water or, yep. or food. Or food. Yep. You got to charge. I think is what the the law says, or something like that. What were some of the other laws? So another one is the secretary of state doesn't make a decision to, to validate the votes. So they're taking it from them and it goes to the legislators. The legislation can actually say if a county, they don't believe that the county actually did well, then they can say, nope, we're, we're taking away whatever y'all did and put in what we want. And then another one is... What was it? The drop boxes. Yep. Right? They're so, getting rid of the oh, yeah. drop boxes. And the restricts some of that. And, they, um, the limit the hours, right? 
the hours yes, of voting. Or the early, early voting for runoffs is yep. a smaller window now. Mm. So all of these things put together, and they just threw it all together and said, these are all the things that made us lose. So let's put laws uh, together. And what he did is he signed it behind closed doors, yeah. <laughs> didn't let nobody in, and no one was able to protest. But the one woman who knocked on the door and said, yo, let me in, they arrested her. Yeah, and that was a wasn't that a congresswoman or yes, she was part of the yeah, yeah, Park the Cannon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a she's a she was my old person. Um, I, that's State so, that's sad. Do y'all y'all still know y'all local people? Eh. Not, not state, not like your Congress representative, your state representative. Nah, should nah, it's yeah, we should. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> should. So I was like, I, she still might be my person. Now that I think about it, I I forget. That's how. I, bro, I I can't. I haven't been engaged. I'm still not engaged. I think I'm. I think when you from like, and again, I can't speak as I'm. I won't speak as a parent, but as like entrepreneur, mm-hmm. since we we had that um event space, man, mm-hmm. that's been taking up so much time. I've I'm kind of like, okay, so let's talk about the voter law from the business side because mm-hmm. a lot of people are castigating. Um, you know, the corporations, because obviously Georgia has Coca-Cola, Delta, Home Depot, UPS, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty sizable, you know, Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000 um, for sure base. So as a, for me, from my perspective, their whole thing is like uh, you want to get stuff done. Right. And, you know, not, not to say greasing is part of it, but, it's, you know, you got to deal with the government when you have to. Right. So from like... Um, you know, your waste management, permits, just zoning is it, just part of the game. So for me, I'm kind of like, I want to talk shit. But on the other hand, I'm like, uh, I, I I think there's a certain, like, Apple can kind of do what they want. They're, they're literally above politics on that level. Uh, Tesla can do what they want. But if you still get them by, like Delta, they're, they're still in a vulnerable position. Coca-Cola, I mean, no, who drinks sodas like that anymore? Um, I think a lot of these companies are like not, I mean, what do you, what do you, like how, if you're a corporation, you're a CEO, like how would you react if to this law if you're Georgia based? Well, how would it, how would it exactly affect their law? Like the new law, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it just restricts voting. How would it affect a company like, so, uh, kind I of think look- customers are upset because yeah. customers mm-hmm. want like, Hey, you should. You should say something. You should do something. You should say, I guess, a more remember, like the George George Floyd response. They want something. Yeah. I get, like, I guess, is that the question? Are, are we expecting companies mm. to be political going forward? So I don't I'll, know if that's I, reasonable. I'll give you an example of the time I knew that there was some pressure going on is when apartheid and Coca Cola was down there, and people said. Coca-Cola, if you stop doing business with them, if you don't stop doing business with South Africa, we're not going to buy your products. And even if people didn't, this is way before social media just kicked in. But people had a protest against Coca-Cola because they was supporting the government and distributing their stuff down in South Africa. So Coca-Cola was getting a lot of pressure like, yo, this is what are we going to do now? It was a lot of other things along with that. But now uh, we're in an era that the purse is really putting the pressure on change, not actually just marching down the street. It's the restriction of money 
and the purse going out in that way. So what we saying to the Home Depots, what we saying to the Coca-Cola's is the right to vote is being a citizen. And if I'm a citizen, if you get the rights as a citizen and even as a corporation, you should be against these type of things. You should be against this because it's the people who buy your product that needs to vote and 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 patronize your your goods. So why aren't you saying this is a wrong thing and speaking up against that? Because you have citizens that work for you. So are you against it? Or are you saying we don't want to get part of that? So that's how I, I kind of took that. I I get that, but to me it's a slippery slope because apartheid is a like I, I get I think the question becomes at what point does something become apartheid? And you know, on the left side, because um, I, I y'all remember the dude? I know Mike. You know this guy. Remember the guy who was like saying the votes are good? He's like the Atlanta commission or something. The guy with the gray hair and the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's on Twitter. He tweets a lot, apparently. Really? Um, so okay. at least after all that. So um, obviously, you know, Stacey Abrams and everybody else are saying, you know, they coined the term. That's very good. It's a rallying cry. Jim Crow 2.0. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Snap. Yeah. you know, you automatically think of, you know, colors only, that kind of thing. Just a real bad thing. And then, um, you know, people on the right are just saying, no, it's not true. Blah, blah, blah. You know, um, and again, I like his perspective from the level of he's 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 definitely one of those people who's like Marine um, um, Republicans like that in Georgia. He's like, look, the, you know, the election was not fraudulent for 2020, mm-hmm. but he also is defending the new laws or at least saying Jim Crow 2.0 is not true. So I was to me, I feel like, uh, you know, on the level of. That's what I'm saying. To me, that's the issue of, of, you know, how things get politicized if you're a company. Like Delta, you know, it's hard to be political about planes. You know, it's travel. It's, 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 it's you know, it's self-evident, I guess. Like, you know, hey, I got to go visit whatever. I got to travel for work. You don't think about it on a liberal oppression Republican. You know what I mean? So I just feel like, why not stop there? Why, you can just go, why not me? Why not castigate Delta for like not using alternative fuels for jet fuel? Why so, not castigate them for, you know, like I just feel like it's just I get too, that, but it opens a bottle of worms. You know what so, I mean? No, like, it, it, it doesn't. Something. It doesn't. Let me help you out because you said I, I don't okay. see how it works with apartheid. Apartheid had a group of people who weren't able to have rights like other people. No, I'm saying that makes sense. No, okay. Then let me finish up. So, okay. when you have a state that says. Nothing went wrong with the election because the Republican people said we did everything right. But yet you're going to put in laws to restrict people. Right. We know all of that is wrong. But the free market society says if you are working in the free market, we can say if you're not for people, because this isn't even just about black people. This is about any person of color. And even whites are actually going to get restricted because it's taking a broad brush and wiping across everyone. It still may hurt everyone and not just people of color, but they don't realize that because they're saying, I'll take some other people who who will fall off. But in general, we have less people voting. And normally when less people vote, Republicans win. So they're taking that chance by restricting the the right to vote. 
And the right to vote is someone representing your actual wants and needs as a city, a state, and country. And if these corporations just say, I'm just going to ride it because I'm a corporation and I want money. No, there's a moral issue with that as well. And I think that's what's going on to say, if you're going to get money off the people who aren't having the rights that they deserve under the Constitution, then there's something wrong with you. Let's yeah, let's com- but let's compare this to the heartbeat bill a couple of years ago. So I think that went crazy, like in maybe 2018 as well. You remember that, Mike, right? Yeah, yeah. No. The heartbeat with the um, the crazy ass abortion thing. So I think to me that one was more clear, um, cleaner. Okay, here's the, to me here's the analogy because I think for a lot of companies, and I agree, it's almost like, um, especially I'll just stick to you know purely like white collar jobs, certain office jobs. Mm-hmm. In regular times, you know, people are like. I think people been scheming like, man, I can't wait to get, get a, you know, get rid of this group. I can't wait to fire these motherfuckers. But it's like, you know, if you do it, you know, Trump going to talk about getting rid of jobs and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just didn't. They worried about just, you know, backlash. You know, yeah. Exactly. You know, how's the market going to react? But COVID happened. Like, oh, shit. There's <laughs> our opportunity. So it's like we firing all these motherfuckers. So uh, or we restructuring, you know, we're doing all the shit that we've been wanting to do. Uh, now we have like the cover to do it just based on, well, you know, talk, you know, just motherfucker does press conference. Well, you know, uh, customers, uh, non-contact, uh, we, we're firing 10,000 motherfuckers. Like what? So I think the same thing, but like certain things is like, I, you know, I think we all agree, you know, women should have the right to, yeah. you know, it's their body, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think for them, that was like, the same thing the cover was a bit more cleaner um i think with this one though they're like i think they look at the risk of well okay can motherfuckers still vote technically yes is, is it harder you know what i'm saying and i think that's where but, obviously yeah you, why, you have less options than you have before yeah but why should it be harder what what but is the reason for that but I'm, I'm just saying to the point of the cost like the the companies I think that's why we're not seeing the same thing we saw with the with George Floyd or the heartbeat stuff. I got it's you. Like, this isn't as clean. Let's put that in quotations, of course. So in the a, bathroom bill, I remember North Carolina. Oh, yeah, the bathroom. That was bill. clean. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was cleaner. It was like I don't okay, even think the bathroom bill was clean. This is worth the risk. That wasn't you know cleaner saying? to me. The bathroom bill was because unless you can recognize transgender people, that's not a clean thing. There's nothing in the law that says we have to accommodate transgender people to use whatever bathroom like that. I don't think that was a clean there. But the, the, the pressure that was put on actually made it. I just don't think that was clean. But, I mean, you gave a great example, Eva. What's yeah. your thought? Because Senator Warnock said, y'all looking at Georgia and like, whatever. But it may come to a state near you. So be prepared yeah. because this is the template. So what's your thought on that? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because if it's not directly impacting the business, then it's kind of difficult to even create the pressure. It's you're almost like crossing your fingers, hoping that they actually understand. Um, it's just it's something about like the bathroom bill, like I mentioned, you know, or just women's rights in general that it directly impacts someone right this one like you're talking about in georgia it kind of impacts everyone but not it's like a 
cloudy area of who it affects. It's so ambiguous. Right. But, yeah, so it's like if Delta, for whatever reason, you know, was saying, well, they can't, like, move their headquarters or something like that. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe, like, PayPal or somebody was building a headquarters at Amazon. And they're like, All right, we're going to move to to Utah instead or something because Georgia's, you know, maybe that does something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what happened in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could do it. I just, it's just not a direct, you know, correlation to a certain group. You know, it's almost like if we needed to make some noise, you know, maybe we, maybe black, black America or <laughs> black Georgians are, you know, step up and then they make it sound like you're going after us. Then all of a sudden, so the Jim Crow 2.0 actually helps. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, this is going after um, minorities and blacks, you know, so let's, you know, like that needs to be a little louder. Then maybe, maybe that kind of push would help. So it's so, just, it's difficult to say, you know what I'm saying? When it comes right. to businesses. And so businesses said, and this is what I think, um, what's the name? Um, Stacey Abrams said, she said, here's where the problem is. Businesses said they're concerned about inclusion. They're concerned about diversity. But if you're concerned about the rights of being and being diverse and inclusion and being part of the actual decision making process within a company or within a community, then why would you not be concerned with those people that aren't allowed to vote? Because See, the I'm vote telling you, is, still, I know, but right, first, but but you still leaning on which I agree that's a better uh, rally cry, which is you know uh, Jim Crow point two point That's a I think good there's one. two things, Mike. We need to address though. I okay. think for context, just for everybody listening, we just need to say at least in Georgia, we we'll just talk about Georgia. Okay, I think the reason we're talking about businesses is because as voters, I mean, even though we had this blue wave. When when Republicans do stuff like protesting, just doesn't work. Nope. Like really, you got to put pre- that's yeah. <laughs> nope. you got to put pressure on the business community because right. that's really the only thing that like that has shown to be politically successful. Mm-hmm. That's where you see like I, you know, we'll we'll back down from this because of just financial impact. Yep. Is that do you, do you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I think that's just for people like for contact. That's why we're going down this rabbit hole. But two, um. You know, I, I was talking with friends uh, uh, the other day about this, and he, I really want your your take as, as someone in tech. Um, and I think for me, I'm becoming a little bit divorced from like the typical corporate thing, just because a, I just don't thrive in that, and maybe because it's just it's not inclusionary, it's not it's a certain kind of personality type, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> but when I to me. You know, DNI diversity and inclusion for corporate. It's a very weird. Not, it's still not standardized. Nope. We still don't know what that means. It's like, um, hey, I want to be successful in life. Okay, what does that mean? That mean you want to be healthy. Um, you want to have, you know, financial success. Is that like you want to have wife and kids? Like, what is success? It was like it's hard to define. So I still think corporate America. They they people, companies were literally talking about. Diversity and inclusion after George Floyd. Um, yeah. As they still haven't gotten figured it out. You know, they, they're just not beginning. They haven't figured it out. So yeah. to me, it's still a big thing. And the re- reason why I want to ask E is in tech, I'll hand it over after, but basically in tech, uh, it's less about 
I think, relatively speaking, as long as you can, as long as you have the skill, um, and you know, depending on the company and the role, you're kind of you're not as into the politics as you are to like a non-technical role in corporate America. Right, right, and you're talking about mostly bringing in those kind of like diversity into business. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, as a, as a. I might be because I think I found myself becoming a little less um, thinking in the corporate, like traditional, like I no longer think, how do I move up? How do I politic? Because I don't have to. I can yeah. I, I'm thinking more about just, hey, if I do X, Y, Z and put myself in this position, mm-hmm. um, then it's, it's, you know, it's a bit more of an automatic. I'll be successful versus, <laughs> you know, in corporate. Wow. It's like. You got a game plan a good twenty four months in advance. You gotta, you know, you gotta make sure you're seeing. It's a very, it's it's very much. I can play checkers right now and be successful, but in corporate, you gotta play chess. Sometimes, sometimes, because it's okay. a lot go of. Because I, I got my input too, but go ahead, E. Right. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, there's some corporate, you know, organizations where you got to go by the book and you got to earn your way up, and there's levels, and you know, um, especially in the DC area where. You know your government government contracts. You're basically you basically have a structure that's like a government, where there's different pay scales, and like you said, so you have a path to move up, move up, but you gotta hit like like a checklist, right? And then there's some kind of free for all, um, open minded, like liberal like corporate worlds that you can you can earn your way up. You know you gotta kind of build that success by bringing in and money, being innovative. Um, you know, bring, bringing in, uh, you know, new ideas. Well, I guess it's innovative, right? So it's, <laughs> I mean, there's different ways of looking at it. I don't, I've kind of changed my way of what corporate is these days. It, you kind of have to focus on who's running it, what leadership looks like. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you have leadership that's like, like you said, like uh, that's the Republican, um, you know. The, is that Republican? <laughs> just, yeah, well, conservative. conservative, yeah. Right. Okay. Conservative. Golf. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like you see in the movies, they go golfing, they got the little golf thing in their office, mm. you know, got a knock on the door to come in, and then you have son's uh, name. A whiskey uh, <laughs> whiskey bottle in the desk, you know. Right, yeah. right, yeah. removed, and, you know, they got their secretary. You know, there's that kind. You know, then there's other kinds that, you know, you can, they don't even have an office, you know, right? They have, like, an open space, and they just kind of walk along with you. Maybe that's not common, but um, that's actually, well, the job I work for, uh, like, that's kind of what it is. Here, where I mean, heck, they could probably join this conversation. You know, this, you know, there's some CEOs that just that just completely get it, and they actually do push for those for change. And maybe they realized after the George Floyd, like, oh, I'm not doing enough, and then they create that diversity council, which I've actually joined um, when nice. I first started. You know, so it's, you know, I don't know the percentage of how what's common. I would argue that. Um, businesses are becoming more open-minded it's not at the pace that we want you know it's but i don't know there's just a different connotation when you're thinking of um of what corporate world looks like um but i think the argument that we're talking about is actually bringing in diversity into the corporate world to so that we can create change right like mm-hmm. that's absolutely that's how we get into the pockets of of those republicans that are actually creating this chaos like we're having in Georgia. So it's like, it's like a trickle yeah. up effect. You right. know? Oh, and he just, mm-hmm. just to just, I just want to, you made such a great point. Um, when you talked about the companies and um, 
the uh, political contributions. I mean, I think that's obviously a, a big deal. And that's what has a lot of people upset. Because every time some, you know, something crazy happens, a lot of people will say, oh, well, this company donated this much to this politician who supported this bill, which led to this tragedy. You know, it's usually like right. the yeah. forensic. So uh, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So and I think you're, you're absolutely right, by the way. We need to find a way to to get these companies to honestly to speak up, you know, to, to show some remorse or uh, empathy. Um and that's hard to do when you're talking about money. So, <laughs> so the money, money is the key to all of this, and and part yeah. of the 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 key of actually seeing some mon- monetary gain is the fact of what can hurt me and what can't hurt me. So, women in tech, you said it easily because you're a male in tech. Women in tech don't get that and can say, "Oh yeah, it's just easy. It's on automatic." It's not. Black men on another point, when it's there for the interview process, can be just as qualified. But that type of company, just like he is saying, it may be that closed door and that gatekeeper right there won't even allow that person in to even be interviewed. Or there's in bias. I mean, or what is it? Um, There's a in in it's a bias that they say, "Ah, I wonder where this black person came from or, oh, that's an Indian person. So. Definitely he's smarter than that black person right here. Or what are these women coming in here? They don't know what we do here. And this is a good old boy crew because it's a gaming type place. So it's not easy for everyone. And I can say it's almost not easy at a high percentage to move up in there. And I'm not even saying on the high corporate end. I'm saying even the middle corporate end. You know what? I got maybe you know you know what you always tell me right? What's don't that? Think, what you always used to say? <laughs> everybody ain't smart, so don't think everybody. <laughs> you assume oh, yeah. that the people yeah. are like, oh yeah, they 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 know what well, they're I'm doing. Talking, I guess Hell I'm protecting no. myself, so fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm thinking for me. All right, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> no, well, okay. Let me jump no, but in it's there. good perspective though. That well, let me say something real quick, real quick. When you were saying that. Because I'm actually I'm on this uh, diversity council, um, well, inequality council, and part of the uh, things we're covering is hiring the hiring process. Uh-huh. And what's not being discussed that you kind of glared over or you know talked about it is we're not applying at the same time. That's actually part of the issue mm-hmm. is we're not pulling attention to uh, a certain group. You know, I'm not just Black Americans. I mean, just Brown in general. Um, what's happening is that the applicants sometimes just aren't always there. It's not even about qualification. I mean, you can have a hundred applicants and then like five are black, but then if you do the percentage, you know, don't only for one position. Right. So it's mm, like the right. chances are a lot lower. Right. And it's like, we need to, you know, the way, well, the argument I was trying to bring in, in these conversations, I feel like I'm getting you guys inside the door now, but, um, mm. where, um, it's, to me, you have to kind of out. You have to outreach. You have to kind of either you join, uh, you work with these organizations, and you make it known that you know there's availability, there's um, job openings, and we're interested. And you kind of like you kind of infiltrate yourself into you know certain organizations to to try to get you know make it known that there's opportunities here. Right. Um, you know that's one way. You know, and then there's 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 other ways where you can use social media, which is kind of like I feel like the, the the cheap way of doing it. But, um, I mean, we're not here to try to figure that out, right? But no. 
<laughs> so, so I hope not. But <laughs> I just wanted to I just wanted to mention the other area is not just the bias, but it's also you know we're also not always applying at the same time. So I, that's a great that's, segue. Let me let me jump in just this right. quick. Mm-hmm. The problem with the reason why. I'll say women because I'm, I'm I can talk about the women because my wife is on councils and different things and she hearing that women don't apply for them because they applied for it before and didn't get mm-hmm. it. So they're tired of applying for things that they know they're not getting. So when you see the percentage of people or women or people of color not applying it's because they already said I'm not going to get it because I've tried it so many times with this company and that company, and I didn't get it, or I didn't get a call back. I'm not even applying. But you made a key point that they're saying too: these companies is not uh, working with these organizations to say please apply because we want people with your uh, your background, with your perspective. Or, go ahead. Yeah, or they only go to certain schools which has certain demographics instead of. Going to other schools, which have different demographics. <laughs> but, yeah. but they just said, I want the best candidate. Yeah, the quote best unquote. candidate. Yeah, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But it's the place that they go. So the the lack of applicants is the problem based on people saying, I've applied for Google before. And you know how many times I applied? I didn't get it. I'm going to stop. I'm not even going to do it anymore. And there's qualified people. But every time they hired, it was white male, white Asian or whatever. So it's kind of like as a cutoff right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like this is basically what we're saying, which is, is when when something happens in society, and you know, it's like, hey, well, you know, this company says they have these, but like Delta, basically, mm-hmm. like you know, they're like, hey, we want to connect the world, you know, different cultures, you know, that's that's basically we make money yeah, off that, like absolutely. as long as as people are wanting to travel the world and experience different cultures their stock goes up you know their, t- their tickets sales go up so it's kind of like you know it's like well why haven't they said something and you basically like i like this because you're saying you're going in like well for those people who would be in those positions to help guide that conversation when these things happen right like you know the shootings the voting bills whatever it's like you know it's chicken and egg things like how do we get the candidates when there's you know if there's not enough candidates how do we fill the positions but you know how do we it's just it's tough and it's like something hopefully will break um but yeah just to kind of connect the dots this is why i appreciate this conversation absolutely i want to break off right here so we can segue into a couple of things that i really wanted to talk about in the environment about the asian community so see you next time part two on repo rethink politics thank you (laughs) 